Martin Atkinson, I think he's got the red card out. Well, that didn't last long. Hey there, bonjour, hola, ciao, ni hao, kimchul and salam. A post-international break. Welcome back to the Straight Red, where an elbow to the face will get you a pat on the back. We've missed you so much. Have you all been? With me on the team sheet today are Cass, Neil, and Wiss. It's so lovely to see those cherub faces and hear those angelic voices. It's good to see you. Um, the meter's running. Let's get it underway in today's post-match presser. Uh, game week four. We saw City, Chelsea, and Everton, as well as Tottenham, remain undefeated, while Southampton, Sunderland, and Stoke winless still. Uh, how did your weekend go? What did you think of the games, boys? I have one thing to say. Yeah. Blue moon, I saw you standing alone. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> you got to finish that song. Uh, I think that's about the extent I know about it. I, I know some <laughs> more of it, but I don't want to, you know, make you guys go deaf. <laughs> Let's, why don't we start off with um, Stoke getting annihilated by Spurs. How did that happen? Yeah, uh, reminded me of the Tottenham Spurs of last year, finally. Uh, I think the thing that stood out to me most was Son's performance. I thought that, you know, instant just gratification and justification uh, for why he should be playing in the Premier League. It didn't make sense to me why he was – contemplating going to Germany, but I think he made the right move by staying. I think that, you know, you can continue to see big things from him as long as they continue to play him. But, I mean, his first and second strike, I think it was the second strike, which was the one that was out of the box, if I'm not mistaken. That was, oof. Oof. It was a good nice. performance, for sure. It, it smashed it. And Ericsson um, uh, was the key there. He, he's he's going to have another outstanding season. I think He's second in assists only to Ozil. Mm. Yeah, he, he, was, he was outstanding. What do yes, you think about Dele Alli's miss? Yeah. What, what yeah, do you think about miss by Dele Alli? It was, it was bad. It was terrible. I mean, there's no way yeah. to put it differently. But, hey, he, he made a bad. against Manchester United bad? <laughs> <laughs> These things happen. Harry Kane is pretty happy to uh, finally score. He's, you know. he's back on it. He's think, back uh, on it. Yeah, but what a garbage goal. It was such a garbage goal. He had garbage goal? His, yeah. His first attempt, I mean, he got the ball in the box and he whiffed it. And yeah. luckily it went out wide and then it got put back in. His first yeah. touch let him down so badly, but at least he managed to – it was just – it was an unconvincing goal. He needs to get out of his slump because yeah, he's – He's in like, the scheme of things, too, it was the fourth goal in a nil-four match, so yeah. Yeah. important. But it it does give him some confidence going forward. I think it's important. And also the, the theme the theme this week was also being in the right place at the right time. We, we'll cover that as we've gone through the matches. Um, the only really out, other outstanding thing in that game was um, Arnautovic getting booked for simulation and also Mark Hughes getting sent off for his reaction. Uh, so that's some of these new... Rules coming into play. Otherwise, it's yeah, a win for Spurs. I mean, it's still. Why did Mark Hughes get dismissed? I know that they're trying to crack down on how 
aggressively players and coaches respond to refs' decisions. I don't know what the what the official. I think know. I think it's it's just dissent. It's the same as the players. I think it's just dissent. Look, as Americans, we're used to like the NFL or rather the NBA. Even if you give any lip to the ref, you're yeah. getting a technical, and uh, you know the other team gets to shoot basket and then if you get another one you're out of there yeah so i think comparing it to that it's still pretty lenient because they can get away with saying quite a bit and uh it's just a different standard but i think they're trying to nip it in the bud a little bit trying to clean it up a little bit not a bad thing in my opinion but that's coming from an american perspective i prefer having the having the culture there i remember the specific game where wenger got told to stand outside of the line or the box, and he stood and he kicked. In, at the menu tunnel or above the bench. Yep. I mean, That's when I, he kicked the water bottle, right? But yeah, then he got the it afterwards. just gives the yeah. game a bit more character, and it's just fun to watch as a spectator. It's, it's harmless. I mean, it's harmless. It's, it's nothing malicious. Um, why don't we move on? Uh, West Ham won at home uh, 2-0. Uh, two, they lost, sorry, 2-4 to Watford. Some amazing goals there, but I think the highlight for me was... Uh, Pyatt's incredible assist. Here's the Rabona flick that he did. And, oh, uh, yeah, uh, it's incredible. And, and Dini's yeah. lob. Uh, if that didn't come crazy. off, though, how upset would the coach have been if he missed that? Like, Balotelli <laughs> once tried to back heel in a preseason game. Yeah. Yeah. And they subbed him off because of that. I mean, uh, yeah, that absolutely. kind of stuff, it was incredible. Yeah. That makes it that much sweeter because uh, yeah, that was a really risky play. Yeah. I really mean, risky. I mean, nine out of ten times, you were, probably would have fluffed that. It would have gone out for a goal kick, you know. And, yeah. and you put, that's 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 highlight real material. So, yeah, so that was good. He's full of surprises, man. I could, oh man, that that was magic. Yeah. I, never, uh, yeah. I will say, as far as the pace of the game, I thought that the two goals that Watford scored, the first two were West Ham mistakes. Yeah. That gave him momentum, and then Watford just seized control of the game, and the momentum was in their favor. So. Uh, it's one of those weird things where if you get sloppy, if you stop being uh, efficient, you can let another team back into the game, even 2-0 down, and they're the away team. Uh, that was a crazy result. I did not expect that kind of a turnaround. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I'm very surprised by West Ham. During the transfer season, I was very optimistic about their future. Um, granted, they do have a lot of injuries. Andy Carroll's out. Uh, I believe a lot of their main key players are still out, but I had a lot of optimism at the beginning of the transfer season and right now I just don't see it. I don't see how they're going to cope even when they do come back. Um, I don't see anything beyond mid-table which is predictably where they have been for seasons. So. Even, no, even with a guy like Paye, I mean he's so talented. I, watching him in that game was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, and if he has a solid manager too. Who's... I don't know. Uh... I think injuries do make a big difference uh, in the outcome of at least how West Ham has been playing so far. I mean, if Ayu was on the pitch, if if Carroll was on the pitch, I think you could be arguably seeing different results. And, uh, you know, uh, it's still super early in the season for me. Uh, I think West Ham has more than enough time to turn it around. Uh, I don't know exactly the extent of how long those injuries are going to plague them for, but, you know... It, I think at full strength, West Ham can still be a European uh, qualifying team. Right, well, but you have you to watch Antonio's progress, too. He's to, uh, looking like a good player. But you just named two attackers, Neil. The hole in West Ham oh. was in the defense. They just got scored on four times by Wofford. 
So, I mean, that's just another thing to consider, right? It's um, where is the issue? And they had clearly bought a lot of players in and uh, the manager's there, but we'll see. So why don't we um, talk about the champions, the reigning champions, who have fallen way down and got defeated over the weekend 4-1 to Liverpool, who are on fire right now with the goals. What's happening? Yeah! What is happening, Neil? Huh? Do they, do they, have they forgot their place? What's going on with Liverpool? Man, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm happy about the victory. I, you know, Leicester unfortunately are falling apart. We caught them, you know, at the beginning of what I think will be a long-term slump. But you know, we look good. Uh, we put the pressure on. Um, your goal was so exciting for me. Uh, not only because of the pass and the finish, but... Yeah, oh, what a shame we can't hear you, Neil. So, the Lana strike was incredible. I mean, you know, it was one of those hidden hopes, but it went in, same as Payet. If it didn't go in, it would have skied over and everyone would have been like, what a waste of an opportunity. But he nailed it in the top corner, and that was a good goal. Yeah, um, Lana, uh, I'm, I'm glad he's finally, like, um, come back into the spotlight. He's He sort of trailed <laughs> off once he... Um, joined Liverpool a couple of seasons ago. In my opinion, he just kind of just like wasn't the spark that he was at Southampton. No. Well, no. And he just turns up enough with a goal like this to keep him relevant, you know. Exactly. And uh, um, I think to some extent they were looking for a solid uh, figure in the middle of in their midfield, and Lolana just wasn't there. But hopefully Klopp can uh, get the best out of him. For me, Liverpool have been this team where they picked up a lot of signings here and there, and none of them end up being the one player that they expected to have. So they were let down because, well, look at their performance, look where they ended up in the table the last couple of seasons. That weekend game against Leicester, those players that they got ended up looking like the players they expected to buy. So Firmino looked like the player they send, spent, what was it, $20 million on? Something significant. Yeah. You know, um, he's worth the money. He's been playing like that all season, so that's not a surprise. But Lalana, he looked very good. Uh, Milner at left back was solid. He had an assist. He he was looking very well in that position. He's a fantastic utility player, James Milner. So so as far as Liverpool uh, go, they finally look like that team that they spent the money on. And Klopp seems to be getting it together. Uh, against the champions. It was a very convincing result. There was no doubt about it. And even the goal that Leicester scored, it was a it was a mistake on Liverpool's part. It wasn't really because Leicester were dictating the run of play. And, you know, also, um, I read an article about Howard Webb, and he was explaining some of the new FIFA rules, and that goal should not have been allowed, the one that Vardy scored, because when the goal kick is taken, there cannot be an opposing player in the penalty area until the ball's being cleared. And Okazaki was clearly inside. He was like in the corner. Um, and that's how he got the ball to Vardy. So even that goal was questionable. So compared to what they were doing last season and how they've started, it's, I mean, is did it turn to pumpkin? Were, the carriage has disappeared, you know? What's, what's happening? Is it midnight already? I think Liverpool are playing more like a team that they're supposed to be like. Yeah. I think... The top teams have sharpened up a little bit. Um, if yeah. you look at the spending of the top teams, it's been pretty significant in the offseason. Um, <clears throat> Arsenal included. 
I think they don't want to allow another small team to embarrass them and show them up like that. So no. it's pretty ambitious this season. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still a, the right chemistry isn't there yet with all the players. With a, well, and, and it can't be understated, like, leaving is a huge loss. He's like that glue in the midfield. It's yeah, like losing definitely. a... Um, uh, a key cog in your midfield. Yeah, but so that's not, uh, that's imagine no if City lost Fernandinho. That's no excuse. You, you've had time to prep for that. He's, it's not like you. Uh, they just gave him away. They sold him for cash, and they had ample time to revamp their squad and put someone else in their in their space. I think uh, for imagine. I don't. Point, I don't disagree, but what uh, you know, strike lightning once, but twice. That seems not as easy, or some teams make it look easier than it is because they have, you know, backups or depth in their uh, team chart. Yeah, I think. Uh, uh, I don't think Leicester have that. Sorry, I think the exactly what you're saying. One of the main things that Leicester should have been prepping for is the Champions League, the multiple tournaments that will be in this year, um, and granted they'll be vying for the Premier League, but let's be honest, Premier League is going to be tough. Champions League, yes, it's gonna be very tough, but all you need to do be all you need to do is to be competitive. Uh, rating champs, the expectation is okay, be competitive, try to be in the top four, and try to be relevant again. Just don't be a one off team. You win the title, then you just disappear. And I don't know I if they with their current squad they can do that. Well yeah, and then and and this is the difficulty I'm having trying to understand, Lester. You had um you had big players, Mahrez and uh, Vardy. They turned down offers to Arsenal, and it was all because they 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 reasoned that there's this amazing team spirit, which we did see last season. So where where is that team spirit? Where did that go? This is the real test because you know right? tomorrow is a big game for them, and um, you know they only have four points out of twelve so far. They're behind yeah. as far as top four. And um, the only thing that can really mitigate this is if they have a good result in the Champions League. Just just play convincingly, at least. I mean, they may lose, but I'm not even seeing any kind of convincing play, to be honest. Um, with that, let's move on to the ref report. Um, intense competition uh, is probably a trademark of the Premier League as opposed to others. And um, that includes the fans off the pitch, the supporters against one another, the players on the pitch, if you look back and you remember um, Roy Keane and Patrick Vieira, and even the managers when um, Sir Alex Ferguson got under Kevin Keegan's skin, and that was a huge thing. I would love this it if season, we beat them. I'd love it. And, and this season, we, we're spoiled absolutely rotten because... We've, we've got served up all three of those. Um, Manchester City were, were appointed Pep Guardiola from Barcelona, and Manchester United were sentenced uh, to time with Jose Mourinho. And they've all both got passionate sets of supporters. So today's ref report, let's get into the Manchester derby. Take it away, boys. 2-1 at the swamp. Yes. Woo. <laughs> Dude, that's the best result. Where, where do we start? Do you start with the oh. managers? Uh, do you start with the players? How do we get into this? 
Let's I, let's I start will... with the match. Let's start with the match. I I will say, uh, you know, from the match, uh, if you look at a team and you want to say that a team had more confidence in their abilities, it was clearly City. Um, Why do you I say, say that before though? the game that? What, what I, I think that the core team of cities was stronger than United uh, going into the season, despite them finishing, uh, I think, level on points but above on goal difference last season. I think the, the core squad of cities underachieved last season. They kept all those guys and they improved. They added good additions. And then I think on top of that, um, I was looking at key players and I said, okay, for United, you want to watch Ibrahimovic in this fixture. And then for City, it's De Bruyne. He's going to be basically the talisman for the team because he looks like a baby face, but that guy is a stone cold. <laughs> that, he's that was a baby he's face. The best player on City. He is, and you know what? The yeah. thing is people forget this, but he was the most expensive transfer city have ever paid for. You forget that because you have a squad full of like Agueros and Silva's and Yaya Torres and these guys, but De Bruyne most expensive player they ever paid for. And he is worth every penny so far. And and that's not just this season. Um, um, he's gone under the radar. I've been a big fan of his since um, since he came on board. So yeah, as far as that goes, uh, I think that was one thing that really affected the game. United, uh, like some people like to say, shout out to Marwan, that they need until November to be ready. But you know they're also a very expensively assembled <laughs> squad. They have over five hundred. Uh, they're like a half a billion dollar squad. And you have to wait? At least just the starting line. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if you want to talk about expensive investments that are flopping, it's maybe the performance you saw. And maybe that's a mentality because, you know what, if a Jose Mourinho team is supposed to be efficiently organized, doesn't allow easy goals, if you're undone by a ball over the top that's flicked on with a header and the De Bruyne gets to it first and shoots it, that's not a goal that Jose Mourinho teams are supposed to allow in ever. No. They never let no. those kind of goals in. And then the second goal is a rebound off the post, and the first player to it is a City player. Also, just very uncanny of a Jose Mourinho well, team. And you saw how sloppy that back line was, right? Was it Danny Blind that was keeping yeah. him onside? Blind, Blind, Blind played him onside. Blind didn't get the ball first. I mean, literally, he is blind. His name is Abt. <laughs> um, if, I were to give, if I were to give anyone a lot of criticism, it would be him. Uh, it's unfortunate because, you know what, it wasn't just him that was terrible in that game for United. There are other players at fault, but he yeah. was at fault for both goals, big time. Castro, yeah, what do you think, think of Pogba? <laughs> for me, Pogba's a very, very good player. Let's not um, sell him short. I thought that he... What's he good for? Was kind of a, but had, he, was, he, was a, he was a passenger in the game, though. And, yeah, I will say he's that. the world's most expensive player. Uh, that's kind of performance and Any, so all the for for someone who has that price far, tag to be in a to be in a derby match i, I think it's bad. fair right i think it's justified if you're that if you're that expensive then you've got to deliver the goods let's let's and pick a, a pass in a derby team. match that that's not acceptable yeah it's not <laughs> acceptable it's not acceptable uh, but i i will say you know players who do impress me from united uh ibrahimovic yeah. Very good player. Well, that's the other person. Bailly, He's delivering, Bailly, right? The, um, the guy they got from, I think, was it from Porto or Marseille? Who did they get Bailly from? Or Sporting? The central Lisbon? defender they picked oh, up. Yeah. Lisbon? He, Portugal? He's, yeah. he's been very good for the most part. Um, 
And, you know, those guys are looking very good, but Pogba so far hasn't really lived up to that uh, exorbitant price tag. Um, and Rooney, he seems to be doing a little bit better, but, you know, didn't do – like nothing doing in this game. Yeah, Rooney, um, he underperformed in, in the Derby, but I, I think Rooney's had a, an exceptional season so far. I mean, he's found ways to be useful aside from scoring goals, which I think uh, – I mean, I think that deserves merit. Um, especially and then he, if you're supposed to compare the young strikers for each team, because Aguero was out, and we talked about this, uh, you know, he's going to be out with the elbow. So, Ihanacho, Rashford. Another two games. I think Rashford's a couple years younger than Ihanacho, but they were both people that both teams are trying to rely on. Ihanacho came up in spades for City. You know, he flicked on that header for De Bruyne, and then he got the goal. That was the winning goal, ultimately. Good play. Uh, good Rashford play. probably came on, you know, didn't really have as much success as he had against, was it Hull? Hull was that late goal that he scored. And also, like, uh, David, you, you remember Marshall for, uh, Martial at United. He's also kind of disappeared as well. And, and you know, they're not, yeah. so they're paid 8.4 million pounds to uh, the fired staff of, like, Van Hall. 6.7 million pounds, uh, they're eating up and Schweinsteiger's contract because apparently he's not going to play for the team again. <laughs> so these are certain no. things where you yeah. look, maybe these guys could have changed the result of the game. Schweinsteiger is a very capable midfielder. I have a lot of respect for him as a player. And you look at a guy that Schweinsteiger has played in the Premier League, he's had some experience. Maybe he, instead of Pogba, could have helped them out in that game and controlled the midfield a little bit. You know, These are things I look at. Do you, do you think that... Um... You know, before before this game, before this weekend, we saw a lot of the Snapchats and we saw a lot of these posts from Slatan uh, and Pogba after the previous weekend's results, and they were having a great time. And I was genuinely, um, I was genuinely worried. I was like, these guys have got great team morale. Uh, they're gelling and they're on the same page. They're going to destroy this league. But then, in that Manchester derby it all disappeared. So are we starting to see some sort of heads budding and some egos clashing now? Is that is that what's happening as no, we anticipated? I, I, I no? think we saw a better Manchester City team uh, than... They, they look to me as good as they've always been. I, I didn't see anything more. I mean, they, they've shown these brilliant brilliance last season as well, you know? Yeah, I mean... I think well, that United so, will continue to beat the teams that they're better than uh, yeah. on paper. City yeah, is yeah. APL, right? Uh, okay. I don't like saying okay, let's it, agree. That's, that's, yeah. yeah. Uh, to say that, you know, is it the start of something uh, like an unwinding of United? Maybe it's a little premature to say that. Okay. Uh, but, but, you know... If you put them against average teams, I, I think United is still going to walk away uh, with a lot of points. I will agree with Neil. I think that United on almost any other uh, matchup would have walked away with the full points. Um, mm -hmm. There are a few teams that would give them trouble. I think Arsenal, Chelsea, Liverpool could give them trouble, even Tottenham on, on that given day based on the way they played. Uh, but, you know, part of it too is – I, I will agree they, they probably will improve with time, uh, despite the fact that you would think with the amount they spent, they uh, should be ready by now. Um, and, and the other thing, too, is you got to look at things like City. City wouldn't have conceded that goal if Bravo 
hadn't spilt that ball. So you would be looking at a 2-0 result versus a 2-1 result. And that's a much different look on paper. Sure. Um, yeah. So outside of that, were City really troubled all that much? Eh, you could look at a few chances, but nothing, it didn't look like nothing, nothing really. happened on, on United's part. I think it's pretty impressive on City's hand as well for um, their main striker, Aguero, to be out and Ianacho to take over the reins, so to speak, and really prove himself and establish himself. I think that really says a lot about their depth and the quality they have. And um, Pep Guardiola has been able to just bring in this youngster, essentially. Um, not bring him in, but actually give him the opportunity to prove himself and uh, make his spot in the team. And a uh, big shout-out to Pep. Pep forced all the players to stay and applaud the uh, away fans, which, I mean, obviously in the Manchester Derby, they don't have to travel very far. Although, that being said, Old Trafford is not in the city limits of Manchester, whereas Etihad Stadium is. So let that yeah. be noted. <laughs> um, but, you know, for a manager to recognize the importance of the away fans, especially a foreign manager, that's, um, that's you, really awesome. Did you like that? That, did that make you a weepy-eyed? You like that? Uh, I mean, as a gesture, any, any team. Uh, I would yeah. love to see Manchester. I hated it. I, what if you I hold hands? I with everything that you're saying right now. <laughs> it, oh, what if you have to hold hands? What if all your players hold hands? This is your rival. This is the rival. It's like, could you imagine if Arsenal... No, he, if he had them support the away fans. fans. I'd blow my... I'd blow it my wasn't for out. the Tottenham fans. It was for the City fans. He had them go no, applaud no. the City fans. That's ridiculous. What do you mean? Sorry. I, I just... <laughs> to applaud no, your I, I own fans? Naive, I think it's a coach who's come in who doesn't understand the history or the culture or the rivalry of of that derby, and he's like, yeah, you know, let's let's do something nice and unique. I don't know. I just didn't feel right for me. What, I know, right? It's like... To, to clap your own fans? No, no, to clap the uh, opposition fans. It doesn't make he sense. He wasn't clapping the opposition fans. He had them go towards the away end. Yeah, supporting the their own own squad or own supporters. Oh, remember? Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You you misread that whole situation. You wouldn't make him do that. That'd be ridiculous. I mean, that would incite well, that would sorry, incite I just, I was, riots. That didn't make any sense to me. I was like, this is the wackest thing I've ever seen in my life, man. Can't believe it. Yeah, it's you know what we'll it, was, have, it was a nice gesture. We'll just have Mo take that thirty seconds, <laughs> thirty seconds out of the that uh, little rant. Out of we, we should leave we'll, that in. We'll call that Neil's yeah. meltdown. It could be I, a <laughs> we could keep it for bloopers. Yeah, <laughs> it was interesting though, Cass. Uh, I was watching like the pregame for the Champions League today for Man City, and a lot of the commentators were analyzing the Man City derby, and they were saying, "Well, with Guardiola." or with Pep being at Man City, this is um, becoming sort of this new phase of Man City where the club was known as the buyer's club. They would essentially go out, buy the big names, and so-and-so, and and try to prove themselves and fail or succeed, however you interpret it. But bringing in Guardiola as like this tactician with a history of success, it just uh, shows signs of letter of intent saying, we're not just here to buy and win. We're here to like buy play well, and prove ourselves and keep a title. I agree. I think that it's gone in progression. So if you look at Hughes, Mancini, Pellegrini, Should have kept Robinho. Guardiola now. Robinho was tight. Uh, <laughs> he thought he was going to Chelsea. <laughs> uh, 
know, he was surprised when he found out he's in the middle of Manchester and not even the red team in Manchester. Um, but yeah, I, I think I agree with that. Definitely. That, um, the, the coaches are coming in progression. They're becoming more and more tactical. And uh, with Pellegrini, you're looking at very positive attacking football. And uh, a lot of those players that he picked and he brought to the team, those players are a continuation. Pep has been favoring them big time in his lineup. And it's being fine-tweaked. I think that a lot of those very defensive-minded players that Mancini brought in, they're gone. Um, and you're, you're seeing the team being kind of tweaked towards this more total football which Pep is known for, uh, you know. Do you think Ayatori is on his way out? Unfortunately, you know, I, yeah, I don't see him having much of a future with the team based on the way Pep, you know, let him go at his previous tenure at Barcelona. And then also just currently, uh, Boney seems to be gone. Company, we have yet to see him feature in the team, but I figure – you know, maybe if he's healthy, he's going to give him some time. I think they said that his health, he hasn't played so far. Um, you're going to look at Nasri. He's gone. You know, there's no way Nasri's staying. <laughs> and so so he's kind of tailoring the team towards his own image, you know, as any managers want to do. Uh, we'll see. Some of his new guys he's brought in, you know, Sané, Gunduan, and these guys haven't featured that much yet, so uh, I was hoping to see some of them today in the Champions League picture, but that was postponed. So uh, we'll we'll see, we'll see how it goes going forward. Uh, but I I want to bring up something, uh, you know, as part of the ref report segment. You know, we were talking about Everton being in third, and uh, on goal difference. Yeah, and they're only third on goal difference, right? Because on yeah. points they're level with Chelsea. Yeah. And so you want to look at the way Lukaku seems to be emerging. Um, Sunderland obviously has to be taken into consideration because they're not a great team, but it revolutionizes this team and makes them a you know top four, top five team. Is he doing something extra, like very significant? Is it a miracle, you know, uh, or is that team just good and you know didn't have quite the right manager? What, what's happening with everything? I'm very curious about their situation right now. They're a team I'm looking at pretty closely. They've got Middlesbrough next week, I think. Um, let's see how that goes. Uh, United have got Watford, and City have got Bournemouth next week. And then yeah, we have, obviously, Liverpool. Chelsea's big. Yeah. I think uh, Everton's prepped from a management standpoint and from a player standpoint to be all their fruits of labor are sort of coming into harvest or bloom, if you will, you know. I think they're ready for the right moment. It's just been in the works. How much So what do you think if, just as far as, like, the in-city derby goes, the Merseyside derby? I, 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 see, play, I see Neil, Neil making some faces down there. Okay. No, it's just question, way too early. You want to ask just... yourself this because it might be a little bit early, but if they were to play this weekend, yeah. who would you favor? It's... Who would you favor, oh, would... Everton versus Liverpool? favor Pool. 100%. 100%. But I, I, I think we've seen a few really good matches from Everton. Um, they've built some good momentum. Lukaku's come out and looked like I think we expected him to look. But, again, I think the most important thing to remember is just 
this team is far from perfect and the last few years should should still be fresh in everybody's mind and so I think when we see Everton face off against some stronger opposition uh, competition I'll, I'll probably be able to develop an opinion and a little more confidence in their form but as of now it's just and they've played two weeks of competition to I think make any conclusions fair enough uh, but you know top three doesn't impress me uh, I mean we'll see how it goes going forward it is early but yeah Everton haven't no. impressed me so far yeah and I think Coleman is a better coach than Martinez uh, and I think that you know you'll, you'll continue to see improvements but the question really becomes I mean can they compete in generating points like the bigger clubs uh, and I, I just don't know if they have the uh, – do they have the depth to accomplish that in the long run? I mean, that's another question well, I think we should be asking ourselves. I mean, yeah. Why not? starting 11 look good, but when you look deep, I mean, who's really on their bench? Well, I mean, if Grant, they, if they stay healthy, season. they don't have anything else going on for them. Uh, I mean, uh, they, they don't have other, other competitions to worry about, and they just need to focus on – the games that come in in the Premier League, I think it's very much achievable. But think about it this way, right? If they lose one of their key players, let's say Bolasi goes down, let's say Lukaku goes down, what happens then? Unravel, if I'm not... They don't have the <clears throat> so, so Aruna Kone, yeah, they don't, who that's they've what, had that's for a while... That's what I was trying to get at, Deepak. It's like they don't... They can't will happen, right? And the second that happens, I think you see Everton really just kind of, you know... That's when we'll really see if they can sustain, and I don't think they will. Neil, that's uh, a fair point. Just want to know your uh, thoughts on uh, Firmino. Uh, yeah, your call dropped he... off during that segment, so I just wanted to see what you had to say about him. Yeah, I... yeah, no, he looked really fresh. I think you know, look, Firmino, the first goal, the move was awesome, but really, what impressed me about that goal the most was. Sturridge was running off. He was playing well off ball. He created the space for Firmino by taking away defenders on his cut. And I, that is something that I hope I continue to see from him uh, moving forward because I don't think Sturridge is going to have as prolific of a season as far as scoring goals as I think a lot of people think he will. So, uh, Neil, I was saying real quickly, you know, in that segment that for me, Liverpool, the players they bought and they were expecting to have, you know, over the course of the last couple of seasons, they finally in that last game looked like the squad they were expecting to get when they purchased those players. Like Firmino looked like that multi-million dollar striker. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Milner was very solid at left back. He had a very great assist. Um, you're looking at, you know, Sturridge and Firmino were linking up really nicely. Mane has been worth every penny so far. Uh, it's just like a complete game from them. And like Kloppas seems to be gluing everything together. Yeah. How do you feel about Liverpool going forward? Do you think that now they're a legit top four contender based on what you've seen? I think what I would say is that the potential is absolutely there. Uh, the reality is that we are going to continue to be vulnerable in the back as we keep Left back. If you put a back uh, pass, that sh that sucks, you know, like that, obviously. But <laughs> yeah, seriously. But here's the thing, you know, like Milner and Moreno, 
rotating at the left back position will always be a threat. Uh, no matter how much Milner can adapt, I mean, that is just not his position. And even though he had a decent game, I mean, the last few games he took on in that position were less than stellar. So, I mean, moving forward, I think my – I think I'll be able to give you a better opinion if we beat Chelsea, right? Thus far, we also haven't necessarily had uh, the toughest competition. You know, we dropped we, – we lost against Burnley. Um We've only seen flashes of what Liverpool can be, and, and the key to success in this league is consistency. And so if we can complete games, you know, I think I'll mystic about whether we qualify in Champions League or and whatnot. But, but that, was your, now, that was your first home right. fixture, right? Huh? That was the first home fixture, right? Uh, in Anfield? Yeah. I think so, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you have to you have to take that into consideration. That's a pretty huge fact, actually, in my opinion, at least. I, I think away fixtures are, uh, you know, undervalued as far as how difficult they are. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, they look lights out in Anfield. Yeah, if they I, can get if they can get like you know close to ninety five percent victory or whatever at Anfield, it's going to make you know the away results not seem as bad, even if they don't get all the wins. Yeah, no, I, uh, yeah, I agree with your point. I hope, I hope you're right. Uh, yeah, uh, I just Guys. hope that we really can figure out defensively to kind of isolate some of those incidences that keep playing us game after game. That that Leva back pass was the most embarrassing oh. play I think I've ever seen <laughs> ever. Unfortunately, but like you know, it sucked that he did it, but I don't. I don't feel nearly as bad about him completing that kind of error. Can you imagine if Moreno did it? Like, what would what I would can, be happening? I can only imagine like, Klopp's face after what, that pass. I don't even know. Well, Anfield would have gone on fire. Like, that's what would have happened. <laughs> but you guys, you guys bring up a really good point. And that's to do with these managers and their expectations. And, and what I'm getting at is if we talk about – Club, and if we talk about Guardiola, let's talk about Mourinho as well, right? What what are their expectations for the football? Because what I'm getting is Club likes to play very dynamic, attacking football, and as long as he scores more goals than the other team, I don't know if he necessarily cares. Whereas if you go to maybe Pep, he wants a complete game. He wants a clean sheets. He wants three goals, and he wants all those goals beautifully scored. I mean. Is that what you guys think? Do you see any of that right now about where they want to take these teams, or are they just out there playing? Um, no, I think that's a great point, Deepak. Uh, absolutely. Um, I definitely see your comparison to kind of like what Klopp's game plan is and how that's looked in Liverpool so far. We've definitely been a more attack-oriented team than I think I've seen in the past. Uh, same thing with City and, and the Pep analogy. I mean, yeah. you're right. You know, City... The expectation in City is for a complete match in yep. every level. Uh, and so uh, I think one of the, the coaches I've had a little tough time to kind of identify their their impact on, on a team is, is Mourinho and United. I don't see, like Matt said, he, I think he covered, I mean, uh, as Cass uh, covered a little bit earlier, they're still very uncharacteristic yes. uh, for a Mourinho team. And so... Um, 
United have never played that way. United have never had that mentality to be defense first. No, and that changing the whole DNA of that club. Yeah, yeah. And also, you know, I want to add on that, Cass. And what I was trying to get at was that you've got Mourinho and his mindset, and you've seen the teams that he's had. And then he goes to United, so that's a big club. They don't play that kind of football, and then he buys the players that don't play that kind of football. So how how is this going to work? There's no way that he's going to make Pogba sit back or, well, or Ibra sit back. Well, I mean, let's not forget he was also the manager of Real Madrid at one point, right? He played yeah, with sure, uh, sure. he played with the big names up front that weren't all defensive minded. Sure, but I think he can do that. And um, judging by his post game interview, he said. I don't know if you, you guys remember, right after... Well, he threw the players under the bus, didn't he? He threw the players under the bus. He said, well, uh, the players that um, should be doing well and should be scoring goals didn't do anything. But I'm the manager, so I'll take the responsibility. He basically called yeah. the players out saying, you're not doing your job. Well, yeah. yeah. And it, he communicated that there were several players that actually went against the game plan that he had orchestrated prior to going into the match. Uh, I think he specifically character uh, criticized Blind as Terry, and also was without mentioning them horrible, specifically. Horrible. Uh, yeah, without without naming them specifically, he we knew who he was talking about. Yeah, no, 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 definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually read some some report where he actually specifically kind of called out players and said that some of them fell flat. Yeah expected to play better and he said in hindsight I would have changed my lineup entirely and I was like man that's you know that's is he, is he, it's going to take some time well is he fitting a square peg into a round hole is that what's happening you know I think he's bringing his uh, the Mourinho mentality to uh, Manchester United and um, it's definitely a strong personality and a very unique method of managing the squad and the team and um, how that goes or how that sort of develops will be, I mean, it's very unpredictable, but when you have players like Ibra on one team, Pogba, that are well-paid, big-name stars, that have big personalities, with a manager with the, just as much of a personality, it's just, it'll be very um, unpredictable as to how Man United pans out. I mean, even if you look at the, their last few games, they haven't, they haven't gone into the good right rhythm just yet. And a, and a lot of fans are not a lot of United fans are not not happy with it. They were reluctant to take Mourinho in the first place, and they don't want to see this kind of football. They don't want to see attractive football that they used to. Um, so so even the fans are kind of wondering, well, who are we now? Well, let me ask you, Deepak, as a Arsenal fan, would you would you have taken Mourinho if if if, if a, Wenger's sign comes up and the lineup I, in... Uh, might never be the right person to ask. You are the, he, I'm the wrong person. Supporter. I am the wrong person but, to ask. But, what, you, okay, what what's up? What's up? Pose that question to you. Yeah, would you? Would you, would you, would you have Mourinho? taken Mourinho as manager? He'll bring you trophies, but, I mean, do you want him to be that the poster child for the club? I mean, is that, is that what you want? You know what it is? It's, when I think of Chelsea, when I think of Chelsea, when I think of uh, the club it is... It just, I just have this like bad taste in my mouth. Yeah, totally, exactly. It, right? It's, it's it's not about the fans. It's not about the actual persona of the club. But when I see Chelsea, I think of Mourinho and the type of not only the type of football he they he brought in, 
but also sort of the characteristics and the persona, and nothing is appealing to me about it. And if it was my club, if I was, if Arsenal had the option, I would really strongly be against it and hope Mourinho doesn't come in. He would get us trophies, but at what cost? I 100% agree with you. I One thing I don't really like about Mourinho, and this is across any team that he's coached for, uh, he seems to be very negative, and his antics get old pretty quickly, especially if losses start racking up back-to-back. He, he's not a very good uh, sportsman when it comes to losing. Obviously, okay, losing is not something a winner likes to do. Is that a head game, <laughs> but, though, Cass? Is that deliberate that he does uh, that, part or of it, is he... Part of it definitely is, but part of it too is your dignity as a coach of a club when you start blaming other people left and right. And his antics at Chelsea, especially when they were losing, you, you could tell. Becoming, you could even tell Matt, how... our friend Matt, who is a diehard Chelsea supporter, he was getting sick and tired of it too. Yeah. And that says a lot. You could tell how Chelsea was doing by how yeah. uh, Mourinho would dress, <laughs> the clothes Mourinho would dress to the games. Like when they're doing Mourinho well, even gets one thing I've noticed with him. I don't know if this is like confirmed or not, but he gets chubbier as he's unhappier, <laughs> and he gets That's in better shape. He actually gets in better shape uh, when he starts at a new club. So like when he started at Man U again, he yeah. got in shape. He's slim. He got he's chubby got at Real Madrid sh- when he was getting like fired. He's wearing he the, like sweatpants and like he doesn't care. Yeah. He's, so he's first game at Man U, he, he wore a suit. He wore a tie clothing. At Chelsea, he was wearing crack suits all the time. <laughs> it would be a fantastic I mean, these things, psychology class just to like analyze Jose. I know, I know we might read into it, but some of it is like a, a little bit like mind games or you read into it and his body language. It, it says a lot about a team and the state and the manager and where they're at. Well, let's talk about City's manager. He's, he's sharp, you know, and it takes a bit of effort to get dressed, you know, so that, that relays into your approach to the squad, right? Well, part, part of it, too, is if you bring a guy in, like, um, let's say a high-profile guy, and you know that he's had a track record of having success, players look up to that. And they want to yeah. see a guy who... Um, it's a role and if, model. If they, have a vote of no, if they have a vote of no confidence in their manager, that's not yeah. a good sign. Yeah. When players start mutinying on, on their own manager, that's not a good sign. So yeah. Chelsea players did that to Di Matteo. Uh, you know, we've seen case time and again of players having an open mutiny on their manager. And then all of a sudden yeah. when the manager changes, the players play lights out. What's happening? You know, we saw that with Chelsea too. Yep. Um, a few times. So I think that the, especially at Man United, for now it's fine. But a lot of things to happen. And if things don't go their way, like you, like we were hinting at before, if it doesn't go their way, maybe those personalities that are larger than life yeah. could start clashing. You know, you don't necessarily have that kind of situation at any of the other clubs right now. Uh, at least maybe, you know, I'm not looking into it that way, but I don't think any of the other teams have those big of personalities in such high density at a oh. single club. And number, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, I think uh, it's sort of like a trend or... Sort of an example led by, kept by Ferguson, Sir Alex Ferguson, where it's uh, you bring in these high-profile players and you manage them. He had the Beckham, he had the, um, 
I can't even name players anymore, but Skullsy, Pigsy. Yeah, exactly. Like he had the big names. Cantona, Eric Cantona. And he made. Yeah, but Ferguson knows how to get those guys in check. Yeah. He he keeps them in check, and Mourinho, I think, to his credit or discredit, he Mourinho is more of an enabler. Mm-hmm. Whether you look at um, his more recent uh, stint at Chelsea with uh, Diego Costa, Costa is a beast on his own, and he brought in sort of this beast and said, "Go crazy! Do what you need to do to get to the goal." And it's just uh, it'll be interesting to see how Ibrahimovic develops this season, and uh, <laughs> as well as Pogba's career under Mourinho and the future as well. You know, it's it. I think it's um, it's commonly understood that a lot of the players under Ferguson not only respected him but they feared him. But at the same time, other managers had the they had the best words to say about him. They had nothing derogatory about Ferguson at all. Whereas if you compare it to Jose, he's got all the success, and there are players who are saying that he's the best manager they've ever had. They respect him. They fear him. But I don't hear many other managers saying, "Oh, he's such a great guy. He's respected." So maybe that plays a role, you know, in managing a club. Ferguson was class, though I will say, because you know, yeah. hearing stories about him, and I just want to, you know, give him a shout out, uh, despite my affiliation. <laughs> fandom. Yeah. Uh, Ferguson would invite other managers out for wine, and they would sit and they would talk, and they have a good relationship, yeah. and he would do it even with his arch rival. Uh, managers. So even with Benitez, he would do that with uh, Mancini. So and what Wenger? They've even sat together at like you know uh, conferences or dinners and talked about each other and yeah. in platitudes. He's a class manager. I, yeah, I can definitely. take nothing away from him in that regard. With Jose, I don't see those same characteristics. I think he's a little bit more petty. He pokes people in the eye. We've seen <laughs> that firsthand. <laughs> You can't be poking people in the eye, man. So uh, you can't do that. It's not classy at all, whatsoever. Yeah. That's a straight red. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> that's the kind of stuff you can't you can't have as a manager. And then you can expect to keep your players in control. No way. They're gonna uh, act just like you are. You know, they're gonna get this How can thing you tell on them their not head. To act out, and you're yeah. gonna act that way. Yeah, they're gonna dye their hair red. They're gonna change it every week. They're gonna start doing all that kind of stuff. Look at Pogba. Look at those hairdos. Look at them. And that didn't fly when uh, Ferguson was at United either. No. He, he made a – what was the infamous Terrible. story where he made a, a Beckham cut his hair right before a game? Uh, get rid of that at him. you got to keep it under control. He at him. And Beckham had this Band-Aid on his eyebrow. He said, that's because Ferguson threw that cleat at me, and it cut my eye. And that's right when there. he uh, left for Real. <laughs> and, and then he grew shit all with his career afterwards. And then he grew it out. The ponytail action. That's when Beckham stopped being a soccer player and became a world celebrity. That's, that's really what happened. He, he at became that point. a model in a, in a soccer kit. But yeah, he, has his own, uh, he has his own whiskey now, too. With the cologne? So he smells good. He tastes good. I've seen a. H&M, cologne, like whiskey. Hague Come on. Hague. The guy's doing well. Haig or Haig uh, Scotch whiskey. That's uh, that's his. <coughs> Man crush. <laughs> <laughs> so. So I think I think we we've answered that question kind of that we outlaid about Pep versus Jose. As far as success goes, as far as the team goes, um, as far as uh, uh, 
the, the class and the quality of the managers. Um, so let's wrap up there with the ref report and let's go on to the final segment, the most important segment of the cast. Let's get on to uh, the straight red. Who is going to get the early shower? Cass, take it away. I got two people. Oh, so, do it. Uh, one, uh, it's both from the Lester, uh, Liverpool Leicester fixture. So okay. first okay. goes to Lucas. <laughs> how, how can you possibly give a back pass or a pass in your Is own Is that what it was? Like did, he, did he not spasm? Is that what that was? He gave an assist to Vardy. It was, it was a great ball. He gave an assist to Vardy. It was ridiculous. It was I mean... Ball. Look, you don't, you know, as a, you know, if you play the ball from the back, you don't fuck around with it when it's over there in your, your own box, that, that area. You're the last That's man. Very dangerous. So, look, that is a straight red, you know, from sure. the own fans. He had to, like, turn around to the cop end and say, I'm sorry. He, he gave the ball away to an opposing player. He should player have just walked and off. And scored at the cop end. I'm done. He should have just walked he, off. Yeah. So yeah. that one was one, and the other was um, Schmeichel. Oh, what was he doing oh, on that, that last goal? This guy, what is he doing? He's losing his mind, three, man. Three-one, kind of respectful. <laughs> Four-one, route. Oh my god! And Just then who, who scored that last goal? Was it was it Firmino again? Who scored that last goal? Yeah. <laughs> and and he took ages. He was like standing in there. He started doing a river dance. He looked around, <laughs> pictures and a yeah. selfie. So and then it... to, to me, it's it's these moments when players lose their sanity yeah. and think they are something that they're not. He's thinking he's a second striker that's trying to assist the main striker. Or Schmeichel's was... thinking that he's a sweeper. He, he's channeling his uh, Neuer. Yeah. He was 30, 40 yards not. out. Right. <laughs> yeah, and, and we have a saying that says, keep it simple, stupid. Don't. He just kept it stupid. Just do what you're supposed to do. Right, he just kept it stupid because he can't spell probably. Those are my red cards. Yeah. You know, very good. I applaud you, Cass. Um, I want to talk about something really important for my red card. You know, the world is a tough place. We, we've got challenges every day, all right? And we fight. We've got to fight to make these sacrifices that we make. Uh, and it's, it's not rainbows and butterflies every day. It's just life. So I put up with the lack of a back button, you know. Uh, no external volume controls. All right, that's fine. That's cool. You can even put the headphone jack in a really dumb place too. That's cool. But then you're going to get rid of it? Apple, you get a red card, man. <laughs> I, I'm sitting here, and my phone needs charging, right? What do I do? I got one port. So I either charge it, no headphones. I mean... You're done. I just, it's gone on too long now, Apple. Huh? It's a red you lost card. the pot, mate. I'm not pulling for anyone. Is that is yeah. that is that for Tim Cook or is that for Apple? <sighs> Let's give it to the iPhone first. Let's give it to Tim because it's his idea. I mean, did they, these guys? Let's give it to all of them who sat around and were like, guys, I got it. <laughs> Let's take it out. Deepak, oh. just so just so we're clear, what uh, device are you using right now? I'm using an LG Android. <laughs> and, and that's how much that's how much I'm invested in Apple because um although although the device I don't use. 
but I appreciate I appreciate what Steve Jobs did. I understand the vision he had, and uh, it takes some intelligence to turn a computer, you know, to, to 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 turn a product around and make it profitable. And now it's just going down the drain. I mean, come on, less is not more. Less is less. <laughs> don't don't preach, make me brother. buy preach, some blue, preach. right? Don't make me buy these hundred and forty dollar headphones, right, that I'm going to lose as soon as I get them. I mean, I'm not going to Yeah, I will lose them in a flash. I mean, because they're probably coming a blister pack or whatever, so you, they fly open, it's down the drain. I mean, I'm done. That's my <laughs> Apple. I agree. It's ridiculous. I, I have to <laughs> confirm and corroborate because, you know what, how can I charge my phone and listen to it at the same time? I can? Well, screw you. Right. Because, uh, you know... I, Give me the choice. You know, I was I was really hoping during Apple's release they would be a they would launch a wireless charging capabilities. Because I lost those so many of those damn charging wires. I like travel. I'm like forget it somewhere. I was like, okay, next update will definitely have a wireless charging capability. That that was on the list, Wiss, and it said, all right, guys, here are the two options: we either give them wireless charging. Oh, we're gonna give them wireless earbuds. You know they've made it by now. <laughs> no. They're just not. They're waiting to release it until the the eighth iPhone or whatever. You got it. They've got made it. all these so like, look, we're not stupid, yeah. but we're yeah. suckers. Yeah, because iPhone six sales weren't doing too good, so let's make iPhone seven terrible, and then eight is gonna be really good. I mean, they nailed it. Uh, yeah, but still, red card uh, this time I, around. I hate Maybe that I'll we're. Take it back. Yeah, that's a red card. That's a red card. Bravo. Thank you. Wes. Uh, I'm still hungover from a transfer season, transfer window. So. Oh really? Yeah, I just uh, I just can't th- stop thinking about like the players that are signing on that that stayed, and um, especially after the international games end, I just can't help but give my red card to Dimitri Pai. What? I can't. I can't not. What is he what? doing? Why is he still with West Ham? He is too damn good to be at West Ham Football Club. He cannot be there. I no mean, disrespect. What, no disrespect to West a man. Ham. A man who can Rabona assist. Oh, no, I mean, he should. It's absolutely no disrespect. Should be in a Champions League club. club itself, but yeah. it's just that man is like, or he's just at his peak, and he doesn't. Incredibly he needs to be playing the, like the best football right now, assisting like the premier strikers or something. And yeah. I, I just I just don't know why they a didn't they didn't sell him, or why they want him to partner up with Andy Carroll up top. I just don't see. <laughs> that. I, like, it's, the, it's, it's the ponytail, man. You need to you need to assist the guy with the ponytail. Ah, yeah, that's that's, that's crazy. Just All right, that's fair. That's fair. Um. Thank you so much, guys. It's been awesome. Um, we've done some two-footed tackles. I, I will what say this has to... been an intimate podcast today with you it's guys. It's been very intimate, and I like it. Uh, I would have put some soft music on and uh, brought some wine. Yeah, some candles. You know, candles, yeah, yeah. All right, maybe next time. Well, um, all you guys, take care. Um, thanks for tuning in and listening again. Uh, please do all the liking and commenting and sharing and send us any questions or comments and feedbacks. We really appreciate it. 
Uh, until next time, you think it's all over, well it is now.